This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation is made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-494-6139. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-494-6139. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise, playing ball outside with the kids, riding bikes on vacation. I never worried about keeping up. But now, my joint pain has started slowing me down. I decided to make an appointment with the orthopedic clinic. Their surgical partners had the experience, technology, and personalized approach to care that I was looking for. Best of all, it was close to home. I'm thankful I chose the orthopedic clinic. Don't let joint pain slow you down. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule your appointment today. Come in and get it out of your system, the Car Stereo Shop. Hey, you, Steve, with great news for anyone shopping for electronics. We will open in our new facility Monday, March 13th with savings throughout the store. We have just received a huge order of Memphis with more coming, as well as Sundown, JBL, Infinity, Pioneer, and Probox. Come see all the great deals at our new location starting Monday, March 13th. Turn in between CTU and Badcock Furniture and you will be looking at us. Or Google 1823 Opelika Road. The inaugural East Alabama Weddings Magazine is here. Enjoy an entire issue dedicated to bliss. East Alabama Weddings shares the stories of local weddings, trends, styles, and highlights the best vendors to create your own special day. Pick up a complimentary issue of East Alabama Weddings at over 125 area locations. For a complete listing, visit eastalabamaliving.com. Hi, Jerry here from University Ace Hardware. I've lived in Alabama all of my life and in Auburn for 35 years. My background is in construction and building maintenance. I retired three years ago after working for Oklahoma City Schools for 18 years. I enjoy working at University Ace Hardware because I work for and with really good people, and I get to help friends with their home projects on a daily basis. See us at University Ace Hardware, locally owned since 2013, next to the movie theater in Auburn. Cozy, jazzy weekends are back at Piccolo 241. The club had a nip and tuck, and Auburn Opelika's Jazz and Cocktail Lounge is bringing the chic. As always, the music, small bites, specialty cocktails, and extensive wine list are top shelf in a velvety new setting with a smoking hot vibe. Think speakeasy. That's Piccolo 241, the live music weekend place. Inside the hotel at Auburn University. 
College Night at Big Mike's. Yes, Big Mike's Steakhouse presents College Night with $7 Southwest Egg Rolls, Wickles Fried Pickles, $10 Chips and Queso, $5 or $10 Wings, $9 Chicken Sandwiches, and even $10 Double Cheeseburgers. Grab a PBR pitcher or Bush Light pitcher for only $10. Also, domestic bottles are $4 along with well drinks only at $4. Good food, good prices, good times. Big Mike's and College Night, Tuesdays from 4 to 9. ESPN 106.7 is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports. What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Here's your weekly live events minute for the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 106.7. Starting on Wednesday, tune in at 6 p.m. as the NBA season hits the home stretch with the struggling Dallas Mavericks visiting the 76ers in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid trying to secure an MVP. On Thursday, it's the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Denver to take on the other MVP candidate, Nikola Jokic, and the Denver Nuggets beginning at 8.30 p.m. This weekend, we'll begin our MLB coverage on ESPN 106.7 with the Chicago White Sox visiting the defending World Series champion Houston Astros at 12.30 p.m. And on Sunday, we will have the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Texas Rangers starting at 5 o'clock for Sunday Night Baseball. All that coming up this weekend weekend on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Most creatures blend in with their natural surroundings. However, one North American beaver colony is doing anything but. This group, having discovered new Yellowwood Protector semi-transparent stain and water repellent, has coated their lodge in a lovely smoky gray color. Modern look and powerful protection, backed by the yellow tag. Well done. Introducing the first stain worthy of the yellow tag, Yellowwood Protector semi-transparent stain and water repellent. Find a dealer near you. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6759. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6759. That's 800-575-6759. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. The inaugural East Alabama Weddings Magazine is here. Enjoy an entire issue dedicated to bliss. East Alabama Weddings shares the stories of local weddings, trends, styles, and highlights the best vendors to create your own special day. Pick up a complimentary issue of East Alabama Weddings at over 125 area locations. For a complete listing, visit eastalabamaliving.com. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air has worked diligently to lower food insecurity in our community through our program, Feed the Need. For every maintenance program purchased, Dixie donates seven meals to partnered food banks in the area. And since we started this program two years ago, we are proud to have donated nearly 17,000 meals to families in need. You can help us achieve our goal of 10,000 meals donated in 2023 by choosing Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. Call Dixie and it's Dixie. 
License number 15033. ESPN 1067. WGZZ HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika.
following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well on this Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you for the next two hours here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. And great news, if you've tuned in the last two days and uh, you've heard the fact that we have not had any of our phones working here at the office, well, they are fixed finally. Finally, uh, they were able to come out and get them fixed late yesterday afternoon. And so our phone lines are working. That means you can be a part of the show today. Uh, our couple of our guests haven't been able to join us the last few days, but everything should be uh, back to normal. So what that means is phone lines are open all show long today, and we'd love to hear from you on anything you want to talk about. That can go all the way back to the teams that are in the Final Four, uh, Alabama losing to not make it to the Final Four. You could talk Auburn basketball. We'll talk transfers. We'll talk football. Whatever it is you want to talk about that you have not had the chance to talk to us about over the last couple of days, we'd love to hear from you because our phone lines are open all show long. 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. Phone lines are fixed. They're open and ready to go for you. But, Carter, happy Wednesday, man. Yeah, happy Wednesday. Uh, I tell you what, I was almost cold coming into uh, the uh, station today. I love it's it. like 20 degrees cooler than it was yesterday. Yeah, I like it. Well, I'm not going to complain because it's going to be hot very, very soon, and I'll be complaining about how miserably hot it is. So uh, I, I'm totally fine with it as we get to uh, the end of March. April is right around the corner, and I know that is crazy to think about the fact that uh, we're getting closer to A-Day for Auburn football and spring practice wrapping up and the transfer portal window opening up all of that craziness uh so that's all coming up in the next few weeks i want to give you an update about today's show normally on wednesdays uh we have jordan hill of dogs 247 and i'm gonna cut back on that a little bit on having him on we usually have him on every single wednesday he comes on has great things to say uh, about georgia athletics talking football basketball recruiting uh but with everything sort of slowing down a little bit and jordan not uh covering baseball as much as football and basketball we uh talked with him gonna scale it back just a little bit and have have him on uh, periodically throughout the spring and the summer. We'll have him on in a couple of weeks to talk about the spring game for Georgia, the transfer portal window, see who leaves, who they're going to go after. Talk to him a few times throughout the summer. Uh, of course, we'll have him on during SEC media days in July. And then once football is right around the corner, we'll have him on and bring him back on once a week. So that's what is going to happen over the next couple of months. Jordan Hill of Dogs 247. So we'll not have him on today, uh, but we'll have him on sporadically throughout the spring and summer to talk Georgia football, athletics, and all of that. So 
Here's what's on tap for you today. We'll talk about the Auburn signee that performed really, really well last night in the McDonald's All-American game with the best high school athletes in America, Aiden Holloway. We'll talk about him and his wonderful performance last night. We'll also talk about the transfers for Auburn. Again, we talked about it a little bit. Want to have our listeners get a chance to talk about a couple of the guys that are entering the transfer portal and what they would like to see moving forward. Also, we'll talk some Auburn football as the uh, couple of players spoke today and some of the receivers had some things to say about their early criticism from people here in Auburn and bigger and beyond. And so we'll talk all of that coming up today on the show. But again, phone lines are fixed. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. You can also tweet at us at ESPN1067. Your comments, questions, concerns, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter as well. But Carter, we'll start, as I mentioned, with the game last night uh, that took place in the It was the biggest and best names in high school basketball. The McDonald's All-American game. We know what it means to be a McDonald's All-American. The name that highlighted everybody was Bronny James, uh, who played really well last night. you got to give him credit. He played really well. The expectations for that young man, you feel a little bad because he has so much to live up to. Uh, But... Uh, he he is a very, very good basketball player. He was one of the many names that played last night. But Aiden Holloway, the Auburn signee, yeah. he balled out last night, man. Yeah, great. He, he played fantastic from start to finish. That young man played very, very well representing Auburn last night. Yeah, he had 10 points in the first quarter and really kind of jump-started an East team that uh, needed it, needed him to – to get them going uh, in that first first quarter, um, he only played 14 minutes and 18 seconds. I was disappointed in the lack of playing time. Felt like it was um, a little slanted to uh, the guys who were ranked at the very top of the class. Considering on his own team, you had two guys, uh, the number one and number two player in the country, mm-hmm. uh, both played 20 plus minutes. Um, I mean. It is what it is, but I thought he looked really good on the court, especially on offense. He's just so smooth, so athletic. By the way, he had, uh, I think according to the 247 composite, I think he had the number one, two, and three players on his team, and they all played more than 20 minutes. So little slanted. Then when you look at the other, the other team, uh, they had a few guys play 20 minutes, um, and Bronny James was one second away from 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys only got in for like 12 minutes, 12, 13 minutes, and Aiden only got in for 14. Looked really good in the process. I was impressed with um, the quickness, the shiftiness, that ability to start-stop, uh, the ability to get to the rim. Um, he got to the free-throw line. Uh, in his 14 minutes, he got to the free th- free throw line the second most on his team. The only person who got to the free throw line more is the seven footer Aaron Bradshaw, who uh, is going to Kentucky, number two player in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, who, by the way, that guy looked like an absolute beast on the boards. Yeah, he, he looks like he's going to be a handful. Kentucky, all forward. of Kentucky's players looked good last uh, yeah, night. Yeah, you mean like the 
15, the <laughs> second, third, yeah. and fourth players in the country yeah. that are all committed to them? Well, they're number one recruiting class in the country. Yeah, they're going to be just fine. But uh, no, Aiden Holloway, man, he he really impressed me on the offensive end. Nothing spectacular defensively, but I think that'll come and that will get better under Bruce Pearl and Auburn. We know that for sure. Shock me or tell me if this surprises you or if you've heard this before. Kentucky has four five stars coming in, four players in the 247 composite top nine. Yeah, that's that's it's just unbelievable, man. Still going to be a six seed, and (laughs) and they still will only have one national championship under John Calipari. I, I, I have at this point. I'm convinced that Kentucky doesn't win another one. Just given the talent that they've had come through there, I don't know how much longer, and I'm not saying this like I think he's going to retire next year, but I don't know how much longer John Calipari will be coaching, and he he has done less with more, more than anybody else I've ever seen. He is Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, he, he is. is. College basketball is Jimbo Fisher. I but think it's worse, though. The, I think the symbolism there is pretty good. One national championship for both of those guys. And they land elite talent up and down the roster all the time. Mm-hmm. And Jimbo goes eight and four, seven and five, and um, John Calipari doesn't win, go to Final Fours as much as he should. They don't perform as well in the tournament. It's fascinating to me how uh, those two guys really mirror each other. To me. Especially here late. Think about Jimbo late, and think about Calipari in the last three years. Think about what that has been like. It's just, yeah, it blows my mind the fact that Kentucky can still pull the amount of talent that they do year in and year out. And you know why they do. They may not be winning consistent national championships, but they're putting guys in the league. And that is why, that's why Kentucky gets the talent they do. That's why Kentucky pulls the top recruiting class in the country just about every year. Because, again, they may not be winning national championships, but they've got guys that are faces of the NBA. Oh, uh, 100%. They absolutely do. I mean, Devin Booker, uh, Anthony Davis, those guys. John Gilders um, Alexander, who yeah. has really come on the scene. I mean, you have all of those guys in the in the NBA. Um, and, yeah, it's it's great for Kentucky, you know. But um, And we had that stat last week when we looked at Tom Izzo and Michigan State and lottery picks. He has, what, four in 25, 26 years, something like that. Cal's got, I think, 21 or 22 it's something in like ridiculous. 13, year, 13, 14 years at Kentucky. I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, you got De'Aaron Fox. You got all of these guys. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, who, by the way, um, doesn't like college basketball or the NCAA I saw that. which is I saw that. Like, His okay. quote was something along the lines of, and we can look it up for the exact quote, but he said, I don't like college basketball. It's too slow, not enough offense, and the coaching is oftentimes really, really bad. That just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I am a person that believes that a coach and a head coach in the NBA is a glorified babysitter. He said, I can't watch a full college game. It's hard. The shot making is not at obviously the pro level. Really? <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> the refs are bad. A lot of coaching is really bad. Hmm. I think I saw Mark Titus um, bring up, huh, if there's only like a clip of you losing at Kentucky and you and your teammates in tears because it mattered that much to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just find that. Yeah, that I didn't that's like. Such a dumb. I didn't like that quote. I really didn't because, like, think about the comparison. Like, 
Yes, there is not the shot making in college basketball like there is in the NBA, but the NBA, that's all they do. They run down, they shoot, they run down in the other end, they shoot. There's no defense. You can't tell me there's more coaching in the NBA than there is in college basketball because the NBA, you're playing with a bunch of adult professionals. Again, an NBA coach is a glorified babysitter. Let's just be honest. Like There are players in the league that are much smarter than the coaches on the sidelines. That's why they're playing. That's why they do what they do. And so... Uh, I don't like that quote, but why it is, is what it, it is. Why is it that basketball is the only sport that has the divide that uh, it has? Like, there's there's so many pro NBA people, like um, NBA fans, and all this that just kind of poo poo all over college basketball. Like, oh, it's so bad, whatever, whatever. And it kind of goes the other way for college fans. Uh, like, yeah, college basketball, because it just means something all the time. And there's all these big games throughout the season. You don't really get that in the NBA. I mean, heck, the NBA's ESPN games, the Iowa w- women's basketball game at the that. NCAA tournament outdrew every single NBA game that ESPN has had this year. I it, think that gives you a yeah. perspective of just like, the NBA does not have the same uh, significance in the regular season. I think people kind of check out on it until until it gets to the end of the year and it gets to the postseason. But you don't see that in college football in the NFL. You don't really see that with Major League Baseball and college baseball. You don't really see that in other sports. Yeah, and I mean, you have to put the fault on the players, right? Because the you look in the NBA, how many times do you get the notification throughout the week from, from Woj at ESPN or anybody at ESPN and say, Kevin Durant out, you know, out tonight on the back end of a of a, a back or a back to back because of rest. Uh, LeBron James sitting out tonight due to rest, right? Uh, whoever sitting out tonight due to rest. Like, the NBA players, and credit to them, they've realized, okay, we don't have to play every single game. All we have to do is get to the playoffs, and then we can turn it on from there. And that's exactly what they do. And that's where their defense lacks, because if you watch an NBA game, they score 140 points a game. They don't play defense. And yeah, there's a lot more shot making, because they just shoot that's all they do they run up and down the floor and shoot and I think the disparity between the NBA and college basketball is put on the players because that's the difference in the style of play because in college basketball once you get to conference play every game does matter and in the NBA it just doesn't and that's the mindset of the NBA basketball players which again that's up to them but that's the difference right now. And I also think a lot of that has to do, Carter, with the 10 to 15 years, and it we've sort of gotten out of it, but the 10 to 15 years that we saw the one and done truly shift the NBA, where you saw so many one and done college basketball players come through and get to the NBA, and the NBA was down for a long time. Like, I would say from... 2010 to about 2015 is where, well, maybe 2010 to 2017, 18, give her a little bit in there, right? There was a time where the NBA, outside of the two or three dominant teams when LeBron James was at his absolute prime, that the NBA was down 
because there were so many young players in the NBA, they hadn't grown up yet. They hadn't formed into an NBA player. They weren't adults yet. And those were one and dones coming from college that had gone to the pros. And so I think that's where a lot of it fell through. You're starting to see more guys stick around in college thanks to NIL. You're starting to see guys go and play overseas and play for these G League teams and whatever. I think all of that has helped that disparity a little bit. But I love basketball in general. But yeah, I mean, there's a huge difference in in the NBA and college. And I... I think it's changing. I hope it is because I love both of them. College is a lot better. Don't get me wrong. But I I hope that's changing given all these different aspects and different options that players have now. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's, I don't know though. Like, like when you talk about the, the difference from college to the NBA, I think about college football. I think about an 18, 19 year old coming into college or to college football and the vast, physical gap from from like a let's let's go with Kay and Lee a guy who's making a getting a lot of buzz in Auburn's practices right now spring practice sounds like he's going to play a lot or Connor Lou these freshmen that just came in the door I mean in the NFL they're 20 pounds bigger of just pure muscle they're they've leaned up they're better athletes they're more physical like I think it there there is this gap from in sport to sport but I, but I think that there's just I don't know I I I very much hate the I keep coming back to this divide between college basketball and the NBA that I hate that people keep um pushing mm-hmm. it pushing the two apart like you kind of got to unite the both yeah. together and I know it may be part of this like well we one and done rule, maybe that plays a little bit into it. And in the past, we saw high schoolers go directly to, to the NBA, and that might be coming back at some point. And that then at that point, you're having a discussion about okay, the guys in college, the the upper echelon of co- of college, the ceiling of college basketball is not as high and will never approach as high. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. I view the whole thing as weird and yeah, odd. And, and, I, and there's I a hate lot to it. Happens. There's a lot to it. There really is. And and look, the the directly from high school to the NBA aspect that is so rare for that to work out. Like the 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 chances of that actually being successful are extremely limited. Now, yes, there are outliers. Two of the greatest to ever play the game: Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Those two guys. Garnett, those guys. Garnett, yeah, exactly. Those guys went high school to NBA, and yes, it worked, but that doesn't work. And I think even more in today's game, it expresses and pushes on how important playing college basketball is, which is why you're seeing a lot of big names and big-time players who are coming back to play in college now that they have a chance to make a little bit of money and realize I can actually get a little bit better and prepare myself for the NBA just a little bit more if I come back and play in college. Yeah, I, 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 it's so fascinating how the, the layers of all of this now, I mean, you've got now with NIL and stuff, you've got guys who will not be great pros that can come make all that money. Like, like we've seen, we've seen, um, be four, five, six year seniors, <laughs> like literally, I mean, that's again, what you're seeing. Again, I come back to Memphis and the NCAA tournament had a 26 year old on their team playing in the game, a 26 year old. <laughs> yeah. He's on a court with, I mean, I, I probably like you think about JT Thor. JT Thor was like seventeen at Auburn, 
and is in the NBA was in the NBA at 18, 19 years old. And there's a guy seven years older than him playing college football, college basketball right it's now. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's crazy. And look, how we got down this rabbit hole is talking about Aiden Holloway, the Auburn signee, McDonald's All-American, who played last night in the McDonald's All-American game, had a fantastic performance. When we come back, we got to get to a break. We've gone way past it. We'll talk about how Aiden Holloway will fit mm-hmm. into Bruce Pearl's system because his style of play is what Auburn is looking for at the guard position. We'll talk about that on the other side. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is shifting into high gear for our latest fully charged giveaway. We are giving away two tower tickets to Talladega Super Speedway, which includes two passes to the pre-race garage experience. But hit the brakes. To drive it home, we're giving away additional prizes every single week leading up to the grand prize announcement on April 5th. Winners will be announced on our social media pages as well as our website. Race over to calldixie.com to learn more. License number 15033. This is Zach Alsabrook with Alsabrook Law Group inviting you to swing for the fences with Tiger Takes on ESPN 1067. Every Monday at 5.30, Bill and Dan get the inside scoop on AU baseball from outfielder Justin Kirby. It's tough, hard-hitting, and no nonsense, just like we are at Alsabrook Law Group. Tiger Takes, every Monday at 5.30 on The Drive, ESPN 1067. Proudly presented by your winning team at Alsabrook Law Group. War Eagle. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. ESPN 1067 is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports. What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from On the Line on ESPN 1067. Here's your weekly live events minute for the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 1067. Starting on Wednesday, tune in at 6 p.m. as the NBA season hits the home stretch with the struggling Dallas Mavericks visiting the 76ers in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid trying to secure an MVP. On Thursday, it's the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Denver to take on the other MVP candidate, Nikola Jokic, and the Denver Nuggets beginning at 8.30 p.m. This weekend, we'll begin our MLB coverage on ESPN 106.7 with the Chicago White Sox visiting the defending World Series champion Houston Astros at 12.30 p.m. And on Sunday, we will have the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Texas Rangers starting at 5 o'clock for Sunday Night Baseball. All that coming up this weekend weekend on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. You are on the line. On ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. 
Back inside the studio at ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika sports leader for the two, the uh, Wednesday edition of On the Line, excuse me, talking about uh, Aiden Holloway, who is the Auburn signee and again uh, played played in the uh, McDonald's All-American game last night and performed really, really well and want to talk about how he'll fit into Auburn's system because Aiden Holloway, he's a really, really good player. You can see... You can see that last night and how he played. His ball handling was really good. His offensive awareness was really good. His shooting was good. His playmaking ability was good. He's got some size. He's not scared to go to the basket. That's for yeah. sure. He went to the basket a lot last night, which is something that seems like Auburn guards, besides KD Johnson, just forgot they could do. And so... <laughs> I'm excited if Aiden Holloway brings that to Auburn because this is the type of guard that Auburn's looking for. I mean, this is the guard that Bruce has had so much success with because of that um, that quickness, that ability to get downhill, to get to the rim. Uh, he, he can shoot. We saw it. He went, uh, I believe, he went 2 of 4 from 3 yesterday at the McDonald's All-American game. He went 4 of 7 from the field, 5 of 7 at the free throw line. Uh, and scored 15 points. I mean, he he played well. He had a couple assists. He had did have a couple turnovers. Um, I saw one of those when he got trapped by some really long um, wings that were just bigger than he was. But he went and got three steals too in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought he was one of the best players on the court for the for the uh, East squad. He had the second highest plus minus uh, in just his 14 minutes of play behind. Aaron Bradshaw. Aaron Bradshaw was plus 18. Yeah, that's uh, insane. And Aiden Holloway was plus 7. Had the second highest that's of, crazy. Of, of, of that East team. I thought when he was on the court, I thought he gave them energy. He, yeah, he, he really did. twice. You could tell when he was not on the floor. And then when, yeah, like, he brings him back to a one-point game in the, in the third quarter. They take him out, and he doesn't really come back in. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, or I think it was the fourth quarter at that point. Mm-hmm. But he comes out for the final five minutes of the game. I didn't love that. The East squad was able to still win. Uh, I think that's a large portion because of Bradshaw and what he was able to do on the glass there late. And DJ Wagner, uh, a couple, uh, two of the three um, Kentucky commits on that team. But yeah, I mean, it was, I was really impressed with him. And he was getting a lot of attention on social media. People were uh, impressed with him. I think he's, you're going to see his rating go up a little bit more. I mean, he. you look at the major uh, recruiting services, he's the number 41 player in the country uh, on Rivals, 48 on On3, 24 on 247, and 17 on ESPN. I promise you he's going to go up because he did not look like a player that the, that is in the 40s mm-hmm. in that game. He looked like one of the best six seven players in that game no doubt about it and you know you look at his you look at his numbers he's six foot it says 155 pounds I would assume that would go up uh, once he gets on campus put a little put a little more uh, weight on him to to compete at the college game and, and look six foot is not crazy tall it's not especially in today's world of basketball at the guard position but 
He's taller than the guards that Auburn's got right now, especially since Chance Westry decided to hit the transfer portal and Zeb Jasper graduating in and the futures of Wendell Green Jr. and KD Johnson being up in the air. And so the fact that Aiden Holloway showed me last night in a game playing against the best high school players in the country, guys that he has grown up playing against all his life, he was not scared of the moment. He was not scared to take the basketball to the rack. He wasn't scared to shoot it, and he wasn't scared to make plays. And I think that's a guy that Auburn could really, really benefit from being on the team, being on Mm. the floor, because as I told you, you could tell when he was not in the game last night. He, He had that much impact on those guys, and so... I'm excited for what Aiden Holloway could do at Auburn. I really am. I think he'll walk on campus and be the best point guard on campus. Day one. The the future is extremely bright at the guard position because you got Trey Donaldson, you've got Aiden Holloway, you've got LeBaron Filan, and Tahad Pettiford that theoretically all could be on campus at the same time. And that gives you a lot of intriguing lineups where you can have certain guys running points, certain guys running at the two-guard position. You can do some fun stuff with those four guys. A lot of fun combinations at the guard spot. Aiden Holloway, McDonald's All-American, played really, really well last night in that game. Wanted to talk about that a little bit. But when we come back, we'll talk Auburn football spring practice and what the receivers had to say about the early criticism. hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6759. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com 
or call 800-575-6759. That's 800-575-6759. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Whether you're a senior golfer or pro athlete, high school football player, or little league superstar, injuries are sometimes just part of the game. When it happens, it's nice to know the Orthopedic Clinic is here to get you back in action. The team of physicians at the Orthopedic Clinic offer the latest in treatment, procedure options, and complete rehabilitation for knees, hips, ankles, spine, and more. Don't let aches and sprains or more serious orthopedic issues keep you on the sideline. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule an appointment today. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through hour number one here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you on ESPN 106.7. Reminder that phone lines are open. I know they were uh, not working the first couple of days this week, but they are open. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Anything on your mind in the sports world related to Auburn or not Auburn, whatever you want to talk about, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. And uh, today, a couple of Auburn players had their media availability, and one of those players was Auburn wide receiver Camden Brown, who we know is going to be very, very good. Who already I is? Think he's going to be the very top good. guy. I think he's going to be the top guy right now. Yeah, and uh, we know he's going to be good, but maybe the rest of the wide receiver room hasn't quite got there yet. And uh, we saw uh, Heather Dennett, who is obviously one of the most popular uh, ESPN college football reporters. Uh, She was at practice earlier in the week and had a tweet saying, Auburn fans, be patient with that wide receiver room. And Camden Brown was asked about that today. And he said, well, he tweeted about it. Remember, he tweeted out and basically said, note to self. self." Landon King did too. Yeah. He said noted. And that's basically what Camden Brown said today. He said, quote, like I tweeted the other day, quote, note to self. They can say whatever they want. We're here. Yeah. I mean, I think that Camden Brown is the leader of that group in terms of just physical ability and I think the guy who's going to be relied on to be the go-to guy uh you got other veteran guys who should I guess be the theoretical leaders of that group like Javaris Johnson Coy Moore guys who've been on this team have been in the SEC West for a decent amount of time um it's a little discouraging to hear some of the negativity around the receivers room it's also interesting (laughs) and I'm curious about this uh, there's a bit of conflicting information. I've heard some negative things. Um, the Heather Dinich tweet, everything we've heard. I think Chris Lowe went on the radio in Birmingham this morning uh, and talked about the receivers struggling as well. Um, but some of the Auburn Beat sites have been a little pop more positive about stuff. They've um, highlighted Nick Mardiner. Uh, I think Landon King, it was yesterday, I think it was on 247, I think it was Philip Dukes, it said Landon King's starting to come around and play better. Um, he's he's catching some balls, uh, some contested catches and things like that. But part of me wonders, is there a chance that things have been so bad at the receiver position for so long at Auburn that the beat sets are like, this is real improvement. And Hugh Freeze, who's stepping in, who's 
created a pipeline for receivers to the NFL at his time at Ole Miss. You look at DK Metcalf, uh, you look at AJ Brown. There's others on that list. <laughs> That's all you as have well. to say. <laughs> yeah, Van Jefferson <laughs> and all those guys. Yeah. Um, he created a pipeline there, and he's been around great receivers his entire career. Um, some of these other national reporters that travel around and are around these um, great receiving cores at Ohio State, at Alabama in the past, um, at LSU, they aren't as positive, it seems, on the receivers. And I do wonder if it's a matter of perspective, where they're comparing to what they've seen in their past, and some of these Auburn beat sites are comparing to what they've seen at Auburn in recent memory. Yeah, I think you have to, with this Auburn, not just the receivers, with this Auburn roster, given what we knew they were under Brian Harson and what Hugh Freeze has had to do already, given the guys that have left and the guys he's brought in and the guys that are still here, I think it's very, very unfair if you were to take this Auburn roster as of right now and try to compare them to what's going on around the SEC. I think if, you, if you're if you a national writer and you go and watch Alabama's practice and then you drive down, stay in the hotel, you get up the next morning and you go and watch Auburn's practice the next day and try to compare apples to apples, I just don't think that's fair right now. It's same thing with Georgia. Same thing with Tennessee. Heck, same thing with LSU. You cannot compare Auburn to what those programs are doing right now and the talent that is on the field for those teams right now because it's just not the same. Doesn't mean Auburn can't get there. Doesn't yeah. mean Auburn won't get there because I believe they will. Auburn's going to get there and get there in a hurry. But and they're not there right now. I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. I think I think you're seeing a group that probably um, is struggling to get separation if what we've seen the past few years. I mean, Auburn hasn't gotten hasn't had receivers get good separation in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Um, and then you, I think you've got some inconsistency with catching passes. We've seen oh, that. Well, in the I, past few I years. know we have that. And then I, I do wonder about where's, where is the route running at? Um, I, I think that this is a little bit of lasting effects of the Brian Harson era. I don't think the receivers. We always heard under Gus Malzahn that the receivers were a big knock because they didn't run a very complex route tree. Uh, in that offense, because and it's one of the biggest flaws about that uh, Gus Malzahn system. I think Hugh Freeze has got a little more complex or complexity to it. I think uh, Philip Montgomery has a little more complexity to his offense, and they know what they have to go get in terms of in that receivers room to go get some playmakers, to go get some difference makers, along with making sure they have a quarterback that can deliver the ball to those guys. I think I think what you're going to see is this staff go hunt out a couple more receivers in the portal in May and a quarterback or two. Um, even though Holden Gurner, he is making a lot of progress. He's playing very well over the past week or so. I still think you're going to see movement at both of those positions going forward. When you talk about the receiver room not being where it needs to be and really not progressing at all. I mean, Hugh Freeze talked about it on Monday in his uh, weekly press conference. He said the receivers are not improving like I wanted them to. We're having to deal with alignment issues and, and, and route issues and all these different things. But I think they're borderline having to teach these guys some things because 
under Brian Harson, receivers didn't get any better. They didn't. Nobody improved really under Brian Harson. And you're having to you're having to take some guys who there are some really, really talented dudes in that wide receiver room right now. There are. There's some really talented guys. You can see it when they're on the field. They just have to be taught how to do it the correct way at the college level. And they have to be taught how to run better routes, how to get open, how to create separation, how to catch the football at certain spots in your route. Those things are probably having to be taught right now to a lot of these guys in the wide receiver room. And you know what? That's okay. It is what it is. And that's why patience is important. And so was Heather Dennett wrong when she tweeted that? No, I don't think so. Now, I'm sure I know the receivers took it to heart and they're, you know, take note, you know, freezing cold takes on Twitter, write this down, you know, whatever. But I don't think she was wrong. I don't think she was wrong. No, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. I mean, I go back to, I think it was Coy Moore on the war rapport last year. (laughs) I think he had a quote before the season that he thought they had 2,000 yard receivers in that room going into last year. No, I don't. I don't, know, I don't even know happen. if there were two guys that combined for a thousand yards. I don't think that happened. Well, Brian Harson looked me in my eyes at SEC Media Days and said, "Watch us," and we watched. Don't you worry, buddy. We absolutely watched. And so, no, I don't think Heather Dennett was wrong when she said, "Auburn fans, you need to be patient with your wide receiver room." And that's what I'm telling you right now, our listeners, as Auburn fans, you do need to be patient a little bit because it's going to take some time. But guess what? We're just at the end of March. You've Mm -hmm. got the rest of spring. You've got A-Day coming up next week. You've got all summer long to work out and do individual things. And you've got the fall practice where you're going to see separation. As Carter said, I think you will go and get some guys in the transfer portal. I think that is important for you to do at the receiver position and other spots as well. And I think that has to be taken into consideration where you're having to teach these guys right now. You're having to teach them how to be college wide receivers instead of high school athletes and high school wide receivers. And Mm -hmm. you have to consider that if you're an Auburn fan. And I think Marcus Davis is a great coach to bring in. A young guy has some excitement, has some energy coaching at his alma mater. Um, I think it was Matrix Analytical had him as one of the just biggest rising uh, stars in the coaching world. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that he's going to be a great coach. And by the way, uh, I looked it up just because I was curious. I, the Auburn receivers didn't account for 2,000 total yards, the entire group last year. Wow. Because you had 400 yards out of Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. You had uh, a couple hundred yards out of uh, the tight end room with Shanker and some of the other guys. Yeah, you you didn't crack two thousand total yards between the entire receiving room. It's not surprising though. I mean, no, depend given the what the receiver room was and given the the big question mark at, at quarterback all season long. I mean, it's not so shocking at all that Auburn receivers didn't perform uh, well at all last year in the final the half season of Brian Harson. But let's get to the phone lines three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And Ed, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Doing all right, Ed. Doing how right, are Ed. you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I was just going to call, and you know, <clears throat> besides uh, you, you, you've talked about the receivers and mm-hmm. quarterback, uh, you know, on defense, I've heard you know linebacker, you know, still a you know concern, and 
maybe another edge rusher or whatever. But but if you if you kind of look at that, then you kind of think the the positions that we're talking about are the positions that we weren't able to get guys in the transfer portal already. You know, otherwise the offensive line would be you know defensive line. Uh, you know, besides defensive backs, and that's still a little concerned there, but. Uh, um, that just shows you how bad recruiting was under yeah. late years of Gus and you know under Brian. I, I, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You're 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 a hundred percent right, Ed. Ed and I, I'm not sure when you bring up the linebackers room. I'm not sure it's as bad as people think. Because that's one of the uh-huh. groups that that Hugh Freeze has singled out as that has made the largest strides, has made the most progress over spring I've practice heard. so far. But shows where they came from. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've heard some good things about you know. The, I think we got like four you know really good ones. But I, you know, I don't know what. And you know, uh, I think you go through spring practice the way the transfer portal is. Don't y'all believe that there will be some more players that transfer out of Auburn oh, after yes. spring practice? One hundred percent. Yeah, and and so there'll be some more additions with that. I mean, just being a better, a better, a benefit for for both parties, and and uh, also uh, I, I was I, I kind of been wondering about the Coastal Carolina quarterback, you know, and I, I'm just kind of interested to see, you know, I think we definitely need another one because really it sounds like we have one, and uh, oh, and let me ask you this, yeah, uh, uh, he freeze. Rick, to uh, the quarterback that's doing well uh, the other day on the video, I sat there and watched it as Griner. Yep. And I've always heard it as Gurner. He, yeah, he did say it that way. I do wonder if yeah. he, if he's are we wrong or is he wrong? that correctly? <laughs> I, I we've always pronounced it that way, but I mean, Ed, we I guess we could be. I've heard that name pronounced so many different ways over the course of his recruitment and his time at Auburn that I I'm just gonna throw my hands up and say I'm gonna give you my best shot. And I'll, I might just start calling him Holden <laughs> forever. Uh, hey, uh, you know, but I mean, it is kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit that, you know, he may be our starting quarterback and our coach doesn't know how to pronounce his last name maybe yet. <laughs> so, I mean, I've always heard this Gurner, like, you, you know, kind of Gurner. Yeah, you, yeah. But he, he pronounced it the other day and it, it's Griner, you know. Yeah, he did, he did say it that way. You're right. Yeah. All right, with the, y'all could clear that up. I've tried to Google it, but I couldn't find out. So. <laughs> we'll see what we can find, <laughs> All right, Ed. Guys. All right. Good to hear from you, Ed. That is, again, Ed joining us on the phone lines. Uh, I, I've always heard it as Garner. That's all I've, I've – I've never heard it referred any other way. Hugh Freeze did say it that way, though. He did. He said it the other way. And so maybe we have not done our due diligence, and if we haven't, that's my apologies. See, I feel like but. I remember Keith Niebuhr saying during his his recruitment that the kind of – the I almost treat it like it's silent and it's almost Gurner. I've always heard it that way. I mean, we'll, hey, look, what we'll do you, our best. You and I have pronounced it differently 
ever since we've been on the show together. Yeah, no, I know. And so yours, uh, yours is more of a gurner, and yeah. mine's gurner. Just like the eye's not even there. Interesting. Well, didn't think this is the conversation <laughs> we'd be having today, but it's a good point, Ed, because again, Hugh Freeze did pronounce it a way I've never heard it pronounced. But uh, I guess we got to get some clarification on that. But Ed, we appreciate the call. We'd love to hear from any of our other listeners as the phone lines are open today. Three three four three two one thirteen nine. We'll wrap up this conversation in hour number one when we come back. The inaugural East Alabama Weddings Magazine is here. Enjoy an entire issue dedicated to bliss. East Alabama Weddings shares the stories of local weddings, trends, styles, and highlights the best vendors to create your own special day. Pick up a complimentary issue of East Alabama Weddings at over 125 area locations. For a complete listing, visit eastalabamaliving.com. The official motions for quiet. That's Ed from Auburn Bank looking over another commercial loan application. He's assessing the capital needs of the small business. Long-term local relationships are his specialty. The client's liking it. They're really liking it. They love it. Exactly the hands-on experience they were looking for. Another local business with the capital they need for a big win. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC. The physicians at Medical Center Plus use cutting-edge biologic regenerative treatments to relieve joint and spine pain. Visit MedicalCenterPlus.com to schedule your free consultation. For the doctors you can trust, get help with Medical Center Plus. North American beavers are excellent swimmers, but on land, they waddle about clumsily. That is until they spot the yellow tag on a stack of yellow wood brand pressure treated pine. Their instincts kick in and the colony springs into action. <laughs> Just like that, these master builders make off with their new found building materials. For five-star backyards, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, you don't want it. College Night at Big Mike's. Yes, Big Mike's Steakhouse presents College Night with $7 Southwest Egg Rolls, Wickles Fried Pickles, $10 Chips and Queso, $5 or $10 Wings, $9 Chicken Sandwiches, and even $10 Double Cheeseburgers. Grab a PBR pitcher or Bush Light pitcher for only $10. Also, domestic bottles are $4 along with well drinks only at $4. Good food, good prices, good times. Big Mike's and College Night, Tuesdays from 4 to 9. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is shifting into high gear for our latest fully charged giveaway. We are giving away two tower tickets to Talladega Super Speedway, which includes two passes to the pre-race garage experience. But hit the brakes. To drive it home, we're giving away additional prizes every single week leading up to the grand prize announcement on April 5th. Winners will be announced on our social media pages as well as our website. Race over to calldixie.com to learn more. Call Dixie and it's done. License number 15033. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's get to the phone lines as we wrap up our number one, 334-321-1390. And Daniel, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey, guys, gentlemen. Um, well, it, there seems to be another episode in all of this Brandon Miller drama. It okay. appeared this past Friday. He again was at the wrong place 
and the wrong time. Only this time, Nate Oates was there as well. <laughs> and uh, live footage was uh, put on national television on TBS, and it was incredible. I heard uh, it was so funny. I heard um, at the baseball game Friday night, at the Auburn baseball game, they mm-hmm. announced once the final buzzer was over that uh, Alabama had lost, and that was that's incredibly funny to me. But, I heard that was the uh, loudest hey. Plainsman Park had been all night. <laughs> about that i uh i did want to just call in and ask um what is i just don't understand it what is tj finley's mindset what's the insight on him is there any update on him is he actually getting reps with the ones is he what's his deal because obviously he's not the fan favorite but the coaches obviously see something in him and so yeah, if you guys could just give an update kind of on him. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think when he's – I mean, I think we've seen this T.J. Finley's entire career. I think I think he looks really good in uh, the non-contact portions of practice. We've seen it. We saw it last spring where he um, took over the, the quarterback race and became the guy uh, when everybody thought it was going to be Calzada. Uh, God, I haven't, even, I haven't thought about Calzada in so long at this point. That was just, Isn't that crazy? That gave me weird flashbacks to talking about that last year. Uh, Still makes but, me sad every now and then. But, uh, yeah, I mean, TJ, I think between himself and Robbie to start spring practice, TJ was the better one. TJ played better. Um, and um, I think Robbie's been dealing with a little bit of shoulder soreness. I, I'm curious about that how that shoulder injury that he had at the end of last year, how that's come along, um, how he's looking now. But um, I think TJ's been better than Robbie, and we knew for a while in spring practice Holden felt like a kind of distant third. But now apparently Holden's starting to stand out, and I'm curious to see how that affects this thing. I think uh, there were some rumors out there that TJ Finley was – apartment shopping uh, as recently as I guess this past weekend around Auburn because I don't think I don't think his plans were to stay in Auburn and I think uh, maybe there was a a realization of oh I might be the starter I still come back to I wonder I wonder how that sits in the locker room because I I think that there's um, some feelings about some of the social media posts that he's had criticizing teammates um, his dad going on locked on Auburn and criticizing the coaching staff and parts of the team last year. Um, maybe some effort questions in the weight room, potentially. and uh, Some off-field troubles at times. Yeah, well, yes, that is that is also true. And then you also had the fact that he kind of, um, I think, whether right or wrong, when he was asked to come go into a game against Arkansas when Robbie Ashford was banged up at the end of the game, he said no because he wanted to preserve that red shirt. Um, there might be a feeling that he kind of quit on the team, and I am curious to see how that affects um, his ability to lead this locker room. Because you need your quarterback to be a leader yeah. in this group. But yeah, you absolutely do. Who knows? Yeah, well, Daniel, we appreciate the call uh, talking about uh, – <laughs> I'm glad somebody called it because our phones have, have not been uh, working the first couple of days. And I was waiting on somebody to call in and talk about Alabama losing in, in the NCAA tournament. And, Daniel, we appreciate the call. But, yeah, with T.J. Finley, you know, we – 
we'll, we'll continue to have this conversation because the spring is still going on, and I think that's what's happening right now is the quarterbacks on the roster are getting they're getting their fair shot. They're getting their fair shake of this quarterback battle because that's exactly what it is. Hugh Freeze said that. It's still a battle. And I think coming in to spring, given how all the guys on the roster had played, you can make the argument that TJ Finley, quarterback-wise, was the better quarterback than Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford has a higher ceiling. He's more athletic. He can make better plays. But TJ Finley, as a quarterback coming into the spring, you could say he was better than Robbie Ashford, and maybe that's why he's still getting a fair shake at it. We'll talk more about this when we come back in hour number two. Shane, hold on, man. We'll start with you to start hour number two here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Remind us to take stock of what's most important. And as a farmer's agent, Tim Jones is here for you and your family when those moments arise. He can explain your insurance options so you can select coverage that fits your needs. Because he takes pride in being able to help you protect the things that matter most. Call Tim Jones at 334-826-6888 to learn more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, or Fire Insurance Exchanges or Affiliate. Products not available in every state. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. This is not a drill. Right now, when you order Domino's online, everything on the menu is 20% off. Pizzas, 20% off. Specialty pizzas like the Honolulu Hawaiian, 20% off. Anything that's not pizza, say delicious stuffed cheesy bread or mouth-watering wings, you know the drill. Except it's not a drill. When you order online, everything is 20% off. Wait for it. Only at Domino's. You must select this limited time offer. Minimum purchase required for delivery. Prices, participation, delivery, and charges may vary. Online only. Discount based off the menu price of your order. ESPN 1067 is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports. What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from On the Line on ESPN 1067. Here's your weekly live events minute for the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 1067. Starting on Wednesday, tune in at 6 p.m. as the NBA season hits the home stretch with the struggling Dallas Mavericks visiting the 76ers in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid trying to secure an MVP. On Thursday, it's the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Denver to take on the other MVP candidate, Nikola Jokic, and the Denver Nuggets beginning at 8.30 p.m. 
p.m. This weekend, we'll begin our MLB coverage on ESPN 106.7 with the Chicago White Sox visiting the defending World Series champion Houston Astros at 12.30 p.m. And on Sunday, we will have the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Texas Rangers starting at 5 o'clock for Sunday Night Baseball. All that coming up this weekend weekend on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Wednesday, everybody, as hour number two begins here on ESPN 106.7 for the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you here on ESPN 106.7. Well, if you missed any of hour number one, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast. You can find it at ESPNAU.com. Just click on the podcast center and it'll be commercial free right there, right after the show, or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. We talked Auburn basketball as Aiden Holloway played in the McDonald's All-American game. The Auburn signee played in that last night, played really, really well. Uh, talked about how he would fit in Bruce's system and what Bruce has to do in the transfer portal. And then we've gotten on a really good conversation about Auburn football, uh, the quarterback room, the receivers who have received some criticism and have basically said, 
take note and we'll prove them wrong and so we'll see how that goes and so if you missed any of that conversation from hour number one be sure to go and catch up with the podcast after the show but we're going to start hour number two by getting to the phone lines and we'd love for you to be a part of it as well 334-321-1390 and Shane you're on the line we appreciate you holding on through the break man what you got hey guys how are y'all today doing all right, doing right Shane it's good to hear hey, from man, you uh- yeah, uh, so a couple of things. I got a basketball uh, question and a football one. All right. Um, the, the basketball, um, so with, uh, you know, we've got two guys that are saying that they're leaving. They can, you know, they can always come back, you know, get their names out of there, but probably leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't seem like they've impacted. It's, it's a really big it's not really a big problem right now because they they weren't on the court, so it's not like you know it's not like we're missing anything uh, from right. that. But so that clears off two spots. So so does this help Auburn? Um, you know, with knowing Bruce's Bruce's style and um, what's the guy's name? Aiden. Aiden Holloway. Mm-hmm. Aiden Holloway. So he played. You know, he did so well. I'm excited about that guy. Oh um, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. He he um, he looked really really good last night. Uh, he's not as big as I think some people would want him to be at the guard spot. He's six foot, but yeah. uh, he he showed no no scaredness last night. He he did a little bit of everything. That's that's a uh, that's. I don't I don't remember uh, a time when we had a six foot. <laughs> yeah. Point, uh, point guard. That's a, that's an improvement at least, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but um, maybe maybe this guy can uh, could could uh, could help bring in uh, a, a sharpshooter. I, I still think we need someone that's lethal from outside, uh, or we're just not we're just not going to be how we 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 expect and how we remember. You know when Bruce got here and kind of changed things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a threat from the outside, and uh, and that that just seemed like that set everything up. Um, it, it helped with transition. It just helped a lot. I, I just think so. We haven't had that in a few years, really. So that was my my one thing is maybe maybe with with this mix up, you know, are there any guys like that out there? Um, that, that we could go after. I think there are right now, and and you're you're 100 percent right. And especially with with how Bruce runs his offense with that flex, like that is what that's built for is to move the basketball around, run somebody on the baseline, and kick it out for open shots. And Auburn just hasn't had a guy who is consistent enough for that to be a threat, like you mentioned, Shane. And so, yes, I think Auburn has to go out and get somebody. You've seen some big names uh, that have entered the portal. I think more will continue to enter. Uh, I look at a guy like Joe Girard from Syracuse, a very talented guard from up there. Auburn has reached out to him. Don't know. Auburn and about 30 other schools have reached out to him. And so that's a guy I look at who's got some experience and can shoot it from outside. But I think there's going to be more that enter the portal. But I think Bruce Pearl realizes you've got to have a shooter because Auburn just hasn't had one. Yeah, I think think the shooter issue is going to be addressed, whether it be Denver Jones, Quincy Olivar, Mm-hmm. Those guys, the FIU transfer, the Rice transfer, uh, or other names out there. Um, I know he's not a great shooter, but one that I I'd be um, very interested in is uh, the is Cario Okendo at Georgia because I think he is he was been the best player at Georgia for the last two years. Uh, he's a really big athletic uh, guard. Shooting numbers aren't spectacular, but I, part of me wonders if you put him on a team with better talent around them, how much better could that get? Um, yeah. 
I mean, there are names out there that I think Auburn can go get and upgrade this roster, and I think Auburn's going to go find a way to do that. It, like, how soon? Is, is, that, is, it, is this like uh, in the next couple of weeks, or could this stretch on for a while? I think it depends from person to person. I mean, we've seen we've seen some commitments in the transfer portal already. Uh, Jaquan, uh, you know, when the portal ends. I mean, it, it's just as far as getting in the portal. I guess is is when the deadline is. You can, I guess, make a decision if if you want. If you feel comfortable that teams aren't going to fill up spots, you can make a decision. I guess as late as you want before um, this this fall. I guess. But so is there no deadline on when? So like like when you can choose a new school? Is that just up to each individual school? Is that right? I guess it. I think it's technically up to each individual school as far as what, yeah. taking players because we've seen yeah. um, like late additions before, like not necessarily transfer portal, but I think back to when Javon Franklin, when Devin Cambridge, when uh, Javon McCormick yeah. all got added extremely late to the the Auburn rosters that they were on. I think the official window for these winter sports is 60 days after the national championship for entering the portal. Hey, all right, so um, on the kind of the same line, but in football, um, I don't think Jeremy – did I just say Jeremy Johnson? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, Finley? I, that's how I see. That's, just, <laughs> that's who I see. Well, I mean, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, I mean, is there is there a difference? I don't know. It's a, it, it is very, very similar. Like he was, he lit it up in 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 practice, but but then you know, wow! That, I really didn't mean to do that, but um, <laughs> but it worked out. It worked out perfectly for a second. Um, well, you, you know, I'm talking. I can't even think of his name. Oh, oh you're, are you trying to say T.J. Finley? Okay, I thought you had already. I thought you'd already realized the name. I was going to let you keep going. No. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it had embedded deep into my brain at that point. You went anyway, way back for that uh, one. Yeah, um, so I, I really don't expect him to really be the the quarterback. So I'm, I I just don't see how he can be. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and move him aside. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Robbie. Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford. Uh-huh. Yeah, he he could be like so. So we, you can't really tell, or, or Hugh Freeze can't really tell much. Uh, until things go live, and I don't know if they have a you know a live session for for the you know for to yeah. determine things like that. Um, so so how are they going to de- make that decision? And then and then yeah, I've heard good things about um, um, Holden. Holden or however you say his name. Um, I've heard some good things recently, but I still I still have a like a sneaky feeling that the grace from the call thing's not over with. I just have a like, like maybe he's he's like he he's he's taking all his courses right now because it's just eligibility. If he just finishes his his classes, he can transfer, you know, in the spring. Yeah, um, I still have a, a sneaky feeling about that. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but th- that would be kind of sweet if. Uh, and then and then that would leave a whole year for these other youngsters to like build it up. That's how that's how I see us that it happening like for us to succeed we it's not these guys right now um i in my opinion i just think that they need some time to to mature under a coaching staff that can help them grow and become yeah. better players 
Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I think you're. I think you're on the right track with that, and I don't think. I don't think you're alone in that when it comes to to Auburn fans and how they feel about this quarterback room right now. Yep. Good to hear appreciate from you, Shane. It, we appreciate the call and holding on through uh, the break from hour one to hour number two. Go ahead and get to another phone call three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Terry, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How y'all doing? Doing all, all right, right, Terry. Terry. How are you? Pretty good. I'm trying to control my emotions in case you guys didn't know. Uh, Alabama's not in the Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have been reminded, is, uh, Terry. We have we, been I mean, reminded. I, 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 we, we, we had Daniel. Think they are. There's Alabama, freaking Bama there. They're supposed to be in the Final Four. I know, man. I know. But hey, you got to have the talent, and you do have to score more points than the other team to get that far, Terry. That and is still a rule. And your best player can't have the worst shooting NCAA tournament anybody's ever had ever. Like Brandon Guys, Miller. Could everybody, could everybody see this coming? Yep. Yeah. We, we, we said it on the show on Friday with the way that Alabama loves to fall in love with the three because every shot, according to Nate Oates' philosophy, has to be a layup at the rim or a three-pointer with how they fall in love with the three and how good San Diego State's three-point defense was. They were the fourth-best three-point defense in the country. The upset was possible, and seven and seven and a half points was the line. We thought that was way too much. Sure enough, San Diego State got it done. You know what I thought San Diego State looked like? Like a bunch of barroom bouncers. And, uh, they just push you around. They bully no, you down just, low. Yeah. Well, Minza, what, wasn't it Minza that kept packing uh, Quinterly into the mm-hmm. second row? And Quinterly, for some reason, I guess it's because, again, we go back to this philosophy of Nate Oates. The thought never crossed anybody's mind on Alabama of, what if I stopped at the elbow or at the free throw line and shot a little mid-range jumper or a little floater maybe before I get to the rim. It never happened. You know what I always told people about that, Carter? I said, uh, while while other guys were getting on ESPN by dunks and three-pointers and layups and stuff like that, Tim Duncan was probably on jewelry shooting 10, 12, 14-footers all night long. You better believe it. You better believe it. And a Hall of Famer because of it. Fair enough. Um, Guys, about this young man last night in the the McDonald's All-Star game, Mm -hmm. All-American, whatever it is, is he a six-footer? Look, guys, look. On the money, Terry. Can't can't wait to have him here. Glad to have him here. But he's six foot. He's going to have a matchup issue on the other end. He and is then six foot. You got to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I mean, Terry, he's, Terry? he's six foot, and he does have to put some weight on and some muscle on. There's no doubt. Terry, who was the best player in this NCAA tournament this year? Oh, I'd say the, the young man out of Kansas State. You know how tall he is? About six foot. Five ten. He's little. He's little, and. If you can figure out a way to play the – you can play the point guard position the way that he does because there's nobody in that tournament that was better at stripping people when they would go up for shots. I mean, you saw him do it multiple times on their stretch run, uh, and you saw what he did on the offensive end, scoring points, distributing. I mean, he had 19 assists and 20 points in a game, which is insane in an NCAA tournament game. I mean, Bruce went on the radio in Atlanta and called it – the best point guard performance in the history of the NCAA tournament. You can get by with smaller guards. We've seen Bruce Pearl do it. You just got to have the athleticism and the um, the the defensive ability and the mental makeup to get it done. You got to be able to to pick a pocket every now and then. You got to be able to draw a charge and stuff. And I don't think right now the small guards on Auburn's roster can really do that. Trey Donaldson, I think he can be a really good defender. He's a little bit bigger, um, but I think he also has a little bit of a high school safety's body. I think he needs to, to lean up, probably drop 10 pounds, 
and see if the quickness uh, improves with that as well. But, I mean, I think that they're Aiden Holloway is exactly the point guard, the type of point guard that Bruce Pearl has had so much success with and the exact skill set he needs to continue to do it with that type of guard. He's going to have to get a, bigger, a better shooting guard. I can promise you that. Yeah, oh, and yes. we've talked about that. you got to go get a shooter, a knockdown shooter. Who... And I, think, I think the effort's being put out there mm-hmm. to go improve this roster, especially from three-point shooting. I don't know. There was so much discussion all year long about Auburn's lack of size at guard on the defensive end, and at times it was it was brutally obvious by the way they got pushed around. But, again, when you're playing with guards like we had and, and, and have or had or whatever, you know, they, they, they were more about the highlights, like I said, the three-pointers and the – and the uh, the layups and the drives they they want to make ESPN they don't care about winning and and that that's maybe he does care about winning more than the, these these current guards we had I promise you that oh, he looked like he cared about winning last night Terry uh, Aiden Holloway he, you can make the argument I mean he was top three player on the floor last night and 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 I'm not saying the guys want to lose but I'm saying sometimes you put your own you know future NBA future whatever your future is mm-hmm. at at more of more of a priority than the, the betterment of the team. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they didn't want. To, they wanted to lose. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, and and I think that's you know there's something to be said about that. And and you get you know caught up in the moment. And and when when the game's tight, you want to have the ball in your hand because you want to make the shot rather than getting the best shot on a possession. I think we saw that out of Wendell Green multiple times this year. I remember, you hear people say all the time, "There's no I in team." Yes, but there is a me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kobe Bryant had a quote like that. Appreciate it, guys. You have a good day. Yeah, good appreciate to hear from you, Terry. Terry. We appreciate the call. It's good to have our people calling back in as our phone line's been down the last couple of days, but we are back up and running. We've had some great calls so far today. We would love for you to be a part of that as well. 334-321-1390. And uh, we've got two separate conversations going on that I want to reel in and talk about both of these. We'll talk more basketball when we come back. Then, coming up at 3.30, we'll get back to the football conversation, talking about the quarterbacks and everything everybody around them and something that Shane I believe it was Shane that said or it may have been another caller I apologize but a quote that was said and a a statement that was made by one of our callers talking about how the offense is all what we're talking about maybe that's because there's some positions that Auburn did really well in the transfer portal in and maybe there's some room to improve in the transfer portal for football as well we'll talk basketball and then football later on here in hour number two of the Wednesday edition of On the Line give us a call though we'd love to hear from you 334-321-1390 more Auburn Athletics Talk when we come back ESPN 106.7 is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Here's your weekly live events minute for the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 106.7. Starting on Wednesday, tune in at 6 p.m. as the NBA season hits the home stretch with the struggling Dallas Mavericks visiting the 76ers in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid trying to secure an MVP. On Thursday, it's the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Denver to take on the other MVP candidate, Nikola Jokic, and the Denver Nuggets beginning at 8.30 p.m. This weekend, we'll begin our MLB coverage on ESPN 106.7 with the Chicago White Sox visiting the defending World Series champion Houston Astros at 12.30 p.m. And on Sunday, we will have the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Texas Rangers starting at 5 o'clock for Sunday Night Baseball. All that coming up this weekend weekend on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. 
Right near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over League and Russell Counties are gathering at senior centers and having a great time. With activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments, there are eight senior centers throughout our area. One close to you in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Bochapoca, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell. If you're lonely or need a break, visit a senior center. It can be a game changer for people age 60 and over. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 1, having activities, a nutritious hot meal, exercise, information, and fellowship with other older adults may be just what you need to brighten your days. Transportation is free from your home and back by LRPT. Just call ahead to schedule. There's so much good happening at senior centers. Find out how you or a senior you care about can participate, or you can volunteer. Call Lee Russell Council of Governments, 334-749-5264. The inaugural East Alabama Weddings Magazine is here. Enjoy an entire issue dedicated to bliss. East Alabama Weddings shares the stories of local weddings, trends, styles, and highlights the best vendors to create your own special day. Pick up a complimentary issue of East Alabama Weddings at over 125 area locations. For a complete listing, visit eastalabamaliving.com. College Night at Big Mike's. Yes, Big Mike's Steakhouse presents College Night with $7 Southwest Egg Rolls, Wickles Fried Pickles, $10 Chips and Queso, $5 or $10 Wings, $9 Chicken Sandwiches, and even $10 Double Cheeseburgers. Grab a PBR pitcher or Bush Light pitcher for only $10. Also, domestic bottles are $4 along with well drinks only at $4. Good food, good prices, good times. Big Mike's and College Night, Tuesdays from 4 to 9. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Back inside the studio at ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Had some great phone calls uh, over the past 45 minutes or so and want to sort of address all of them kind of getting going here in this second hour. And we'd love to hear from you. Phone line's still open, 334-321-1390. Want to talk basketball here in the shorter segment that we'll get back to football coming up at 330 but talking basketball, uh, bringing up you know Aiden Holloway, who played last night in the McDonald's All-American game, looked really, really good. Uh, I said you could make the argument he was the top three player on the floor last night. And I liked what he did because he was aggressive with the basketball. He was aggressive shooting. He was aggressive taking it to the basket. He made plays for his teammates. And he was just a good orchestrator of the offense. And he started out that game at 10 points in the opening quarter. He brought his team back in the fourth quarter before they put him on the bench to get other guys in the game, which is nothing against him. But he looked really, really good last night. And Terry was talking about how being six foot may be undersized. I think six foot is a good size. And he was talking about guards being smaller that haven't been able to hang. I think smaller guards can still play. You just have to find ways to overcome it, like a Marquise Noel from Kansas State in the NCAA tournament, unlike what we saw from Wendell Green and Katie Johnson at times. I will say, uh, I'll make a statement here. Okay. I would have taken Aiden Holloway 100 times out of 100 over Bronny James last night. And here's why. 
What did we see out of Brady James last night? It was catch and shoot threes all game. Which, side note He's, on that. He shoots really well. He hasn't, though. That's not a strong point of his basketball game, but he did last night, and I think that's important, but he is not just the best deep-eyed shooter you've ever seen. He is good. I mean, he's a great player. He shot the ball really well last night, but when it came to with the basketball in your hands making plays on the offensive end, you're absolutely right. I would have taken Aiden Holloway. There's I mean, no I, doubt. I think Aiden showed you a more diverse skill set than you saw out of a guy like Bronny James. And I feel like the only reason why some of Bronny James' stats are better, he played five more minutes of the game than Aiden did. Aiden played four, 14 minutes and 18 seconds. Bronny James played 19 minutes and 59 seconds. If you give Aiden those extra five minutes, I think you're talking about a guy who's right at around that 20-point mark. And we're talking about him potentially being the second highest scorer in the game. And you have to remember this McDonald's All-American game. Yes, it's about winning and losing, but this is it's more not about, really about that at it, all. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it. You want to win the game, but it's about getting all of the players on the floor, getting them some time on TV in front of NBA scouts, in front of college guys, like getting them some more exposure and rewarding them for being selected as a McDonald's All-American. So that's why Aiden Holloway didn't play down the stretch. If this was all out, we have to win this game, Aiden Holloway's on the floor last night. He's on the floor. And Auburn fans should be excited about that because of his skill set and what he's going to bring to the guard position for Bruce Pearl and for Auburn because, again, Zeb Jasper, he's graduated, he's gone. He posted a really good uh, thank you video today on his Twitter. If you haven't seen that, uh, go watch that. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good video just talking about Auburn and his time here, but you don't know what the future of Wendell Green is. You don't know what the future of KD Johnson is. We assume Trey Donaldson is going to be back, but Chance Westry is in the transfer portal now. So Aiden Holloway is going to make this team better. He makes any team better, but he's going to make Auburn better at the guard position, I promise. 100%. And if you, uh, speaking of Zepp, Zepp quote tweeted uh, the first, I guess, first quarter highlights that Auburn tweeted out of Aiden Holloway uh, with with the Hooper uh, was was the, the body of the tweet. And Zepp uh, quote tweeted it with straight bucket was his tweet. I think Wendell Green had one too. Um, so I'm going to see what that one says. But... Look, this guy, Aiden Holloway, is going to bring you something you haven't seen to this Auburn team since Sharif with this ability to get in the paint, and I think he's going to be a good distributor. I think the McDonald's All-American game is not a great setup to show what you can do passing because I think everybody's like, it's an hey, I've got, game. Limited, mo- I've got yeah. limited opportunities. I need to try to get some shots up and... and show what I can do on the offensive end. Uh, I think he's going to Wendell uh, quote tweet and said, boy, nasty. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, is this a, I'm going to ask you a question and this, hopefully this hasn't popped into the heads of Auburn fans yet, but if, if it hasn't, then I apologize. But should Auburn fans have the concern with Aiden Holloway being such a highly rated guard coming into this Auburn system with the flop chance that we saw with Chance Westry. I don't want to say no. Westry flopped because of injury. That's That was injury, but you saw with I mean, Treyor, yes. who didn't do anything here because he never got to get on the floor because Bruce didn't trust him as a player because he didn't get better. Should Auburn fans be worried about Aiden Holloway at all? I don't think so. I mean, injury, sure, but you're, you have that with just about everybody. 
But honestly, with the way that he protects himself, watching his uh, highlights from high school and watching him last night, <clears throat> the way that he's able to protect his body, the way that his body control, those things... I think would lend themselves to him staying healthier. Um, I mean, this isn't, he's not John Moran out here with the most insane, freakishly athletic athleticism. Um, and he's not putting his body parallel to the ground every time he's going to the rim. He's not throwing his body around like, like Katie Johnson does. Katie Johnson's built to take a hit or two a little bit more. Um, I don't think you're going to see that out of Aiden. I think you're going to see much more. Sharif, Jared Harper kind of feels about it. You're going to see body control, uh, finishing at the rim through contact, protecting the basketball, protecting themselves. I think you're going to see a lot of that. And I think that that, I think his skill set in this system, probably he's a better fit than chances. And, and I think the chances of him uh, just flopping in year one are, Probably pretty low. I mean, we, we we also know until this year, who was who was the freshman flop that Bruce had had at any point? Mustafa was good. Mm, yeah, Danjo was good until he rolled his ankle and and all of a sudden his shot went away. The back half of his freshman year. I mean, you never none of the highly rated guys. Akora played well. Uh, Chuma was good and then got even better. Um, Jabari like. Sharif, there really haven't been. JT was flops. never as good as he could have been. He he his ceiling he was, was seventeen. So, oh, I know. He's That's what good. I'm saying. He was fantastic. He should have come back. Yes, he should have come back. And no if doubt. Come, if he comes back, if I still I still think about that team last season. Oh. If you have Sharif and JT back, oh, Sharif and JT back, you win a national championship. Completely agree. That that team would have been so nasty. With with because JT had some similar skill set and length to Jabari, uh, a little more raw, could have used an extra year in college. Sharif, with his ability to distribute and help everybody else. Can you imagine the pick-and-roll game with Kessler and Sharif? It would have been unfair. It would have been unguardable. It was great with Wendell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. They, yeah, you're 100%. 100%. I mean, you, you win a national championship if, if both those guys come back. Yeah. But they're, they're until this year... And really, I think you can chalk up chance to injury. Yoan's the flop. Yoan is the flop. He's the only one in my mind that I can truly say 100% flop. Auburn fans should be excited about Aiden Holloway coming in next year. Some work to do in the transfer portal for basketball. Also with football, we'll continue talking all things Auburn football spring practice when we come back. is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports. What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Here's your weekly live events minute for the Auburn Opelika sports leader ESPN 106.7. Starting on Wednesday, tune in at 6 p.m. as the NBA season hits the home stretch with the struggling Dallas Mavericks visiting the 76ers in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid trying to secure an MVP. On Thursday, it's the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Denver to take on the other MVP candidate, Nikola Jokic, and the Denver Nuggets beginning at 8.30 p.m. 
p.m. This weekend, we'll begin our MLB coverage on ESPN 106.7 with the Chicago White Sox visiting the defending World Series champion Houston Astros at 12.30 p.m. And on Sunday, we will have the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Texas Rangers starting at 5 o'clock for Sunday Night Baseball. All that coming up this weekend weekend on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is shifting into high gear for our latest fully charged giveaway. We are giving away two tower tickets to Talladega Super Speedway, which includes two passes to the pre-race garage experience. But hit the brakes. To drive it home, we're giving away additional prizes every single week leading up to the grand prize announcement on April 5th. Winners will be announced on our social media pages as well as our website. Race over to calldixie.com to learn more. Call Dixie and it's done. License number 15033. This is Greeny. Lamar Jackson is going to wind up signing a contract that is not fully guaranteed or others are going to join the fight. He will not win this by himself. NFL owners are too steadfast. They have all the money. I don't think anyone will offer him an offer sheet of a fully guaranteed contract that is worth what Deshaun Watson's is. I just don't think it's going to happen. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Mornings 9 to 11 on ESPN 1067. Hi, this is Doug Amos from the Max Roundtable inviting you to join me each weekday from 11 to 2 on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn and Opelika. On Mondays, I'm joined by Charlie Trotman. On Wednesdays, it's Zach Blackerby. And on Fridays, it's Jake Farmer. Tuesdays and Thursdays are reserved for a lot of fun with you. Hope you'll join us each weekday for the Max Roundtable. Hey, this is Steve Long. And I'm Rob Newman. Tune in every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, right here on ESPN 106.7 FM for hunting, fishing, and loving every day in the great state of Alabama. That's the Cast and Blast Outdoors way. Join us every Saturday morning for all the latest and greatest that's happening in the outdoor world. Cast and Blast every Saturday morning, 7 to 9, broadcasting live on ESPN 106.7. are on the line with Jacob Goetz and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 more minutes here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you on ESPN 1067. Phone lines are still open. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your thoughts on our conversation. 334-321-1390 or you can tweet at us at ESPN 1067. We'd love to hear from you on there as well. Uh, we got, we, if you were not with us when we had our wonderful conversation about the pronunciation of Holden last name, and I'm going to leave it at that just a second. Holden's last name, the quarterback for Auburn, who has been improving and has been impressing Hugh Freeze so far in spring practice. Freeze had a very interesting way of pronouncing it on Monday. That and was wrong. It was wrong. And I... With, with all due respect to Hugh Freeze. Yes. We have gotten confirmation, thanks to our wonderful intern and show producer, Jenny, who has a connection with family members of Holden's uh, somehow. <laughs> um, we've gotten confirmation that Holden's last name is pronounced. Okay, it's spelled. It's not pronounced like it is spelled, right? It is pronounced like Turner with a G. So that would be Holden Gurner. And so if I think I've been pronouncing it incorrectly, so I apologize. I've been saying Garner. 
but according to taking victory laps, some references, yeah, as Carter is is, is that's so excited. It. That's, how that's how I've said it since day one. So it is Holden Gurner. So I apologize, and but I'm not the only one that's been, I guess, incorrectly <laughs> pronouncing it. But Holden Gurner is how you pronounce his last name. So there's that. Got glad we got that cleaned up, and uh, hopefully we have just changed the world with our research and dedication here on on the line. But speaking of Holden Gurner, he has been the quarterback that has impressed the most so far through spring practice, and we were talking about in the first hour. Had some great phone calls about it about the receiver. Uh, about some other positions and we had a call early on that uh, was and it was mentioned that think about the positions that we're not talking a whole lot about offensive defensive line in a bad way right we're still having some questions on who's going to be where type of thing Mm -hmm. but when you talk about what's concerning so far through spring practice it's been quarterbacks it's been receivers and it's been sometimes linebackers possibly secondary ish but the no, the statement been secondary at all. Secondary is the most rock solid group on the team. Well, I'm just saying in general, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying that, or we had somebody make the statement saying that the positions that we're not talking about are the ones that have made a lot of improvement. And where Auburn went and got guys out of the transfer portal, offensive line, and I think that's important. And these positions where quarterback, wide receiver, whatever you may have it, mm-hmm. is maybe spots that Auburn goes to get guys out of the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, I I think when you look at what you're hearing, it makes sense for Auburn to attack the portal for for receivers, quarterbacks, um, maybe a, another linebacker, maybe another edge. Although I love love what I'm hearing about Keldrick Falk. I think Keldrick Falk he might start the first game. Yeah, I've heard great things about him. I, I've Absolutely. heard good things about Elijah McAllister, but great things about Keldrick Falk. Mm-hmm. I, I, where's a guy like Dylan Brooks? Yeah. Like guys who you thought you were going to have to rely on at that edge position. It feels weird that, that he's just – I haven't heard a word about him. Yeah. A word about him. I said secondary earlier because I saw something about DJ James, who was really, really good, but I read something where he didn't do something properly that Hugh Freeze was not happy about and got ripped for it and then had to come back and do something again. I know the secondary's solid. But I think I think DJ is going to be spectacular. Oh, he year. is spectacular. He's he already is. He kind of guy last year, would have been on an NFL roster uh, this upcoming fall. I think he's going to be one of your top two or three returning corners in the SEC. Um, Nehemiah Pritchett, I think, is an NFL caliber guy. I think maybe the defense didn't fit his skill set last year. He's back. But, man, the way they talk about Kay and Lee. Mm-hmm. Kay and Lee, it feels like he is going to be on the field. We know Keontae Scott is, too. Keontae Scott's a baller on the field. There's nobody on the defense that has more confidence in his abilities than he does. So I think you're going to see DJ James, Keontae Scott. I think you might see Kay and Lee out there, which creates a weird situation for Nehemiah Pritchett or a guy like J.D. Rem, who's a little banged up right now. What do those guys do? Is mm-hmm. like, Do you have a situation where if you're Nehemiah Pritchett and somehow Kay and Lee beats you out in spring because he just... And apparently, he just looks like an NFL, or an NFL caliber guy, Kay and Lee, right now. Like he looks like he looks like a guy who come in and start immediately. If you get beat out and you're Nehemiah Pritchett at corner, 
could you see him hopping the portal in May? Wouldn't that be something? I mean, he's only got one year left. Yeah. Like, he needs to maximize it. He needs to get on the field. That's a guy under Brian Harson that you, like, yeah, as Auburn fans, you were like, this guy has to play. Like, he has to. Like, he was a big part of well, it he's because there was... Supposedly the fastest guy on the team, too. Yeah, and because there was just so limited amount of guys that could compete in the SEC on this roster, literally. And I think now that you've seen Hugh Freeze come in here... You've seen him load up at some of these positions, and I think there's still work to be done. Zach Etheridge has done an amazing job. Yes, and all the coaches. Yes, absolutely. And, and Wesley, Wesley McGriff has helped. you got other DBs coming in the door in May uh, that aren't even here yet that I think can be pretty good players over their Auburn careers. But um, it's interesting to see what's going to shake out in that position. There have been, I mean, J.D. Rim, I think if he feels like Kay and Lee and Nehemiah Pritchett and all of a sudden he's sitting – fourth or fifth in that cornerback's room, does he look elsewhere? I think it would make more sense for him to stay because then he would – because DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchard are gone after this year. And that would – theoretically, the baton would be passed to Kay and Lee and J.D. Rim. Mm -hmm. And he he knew coming into the spring that he had two returning starters ahead of him. I think it would be interesting if – he were to hop in the portal because then it'd be like, well, you kind of knew you weren't going to be the starter coming into the spring and you're not going to be the starter. Why does this really change all that much? I'm curious about that. Um, but defensive line, I've heard that they're stout. I've heard that they're really difficult to run against because you've got so many big bodies. Um, I'm encouraged by what you hear about the interior defensive line and Marcus Harris kind of playing that. He can play D-tackle. He can play D-end. Uh, the pass rush that they're getting, the three sacks that Justin Rogers, Jason Jones, and Marcus Harris got on Friday's scrimmage, that's encouraging. It's very encouraging because we talked about it on Monday, or I believe it was Monday, about how that was a huge weakness last year for the Auburn defensive line was not being able to get pressure from any side, any angle, any position, and letting opposing quarterbacks do whatever they wanted to do. And the run defense was solid, I think, but the pass rush was just non-existent last year. And so to see and to hear that you get guys that are getting pressure and making plays, that's huge news for Auburn on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, and and I mean, looking at the linebacker position, it sounds like Robert Woodyard's having a great spring. Yet, weirdly enough, you haven't heard a lot about Cam Riley. The guy who I think everybody going into spring had chalked up as one of the two starting linebackers. You've heard a lot about Demario Tolan, his athleticism, his instincts, uh, the aggression that he plays with. I think that's a great addition. I, I know he's small. He's not big. He's about, what, 205, 210 pounds, maybe. Um, I think he's very fast. I think he's probably going to re- uh, remind you a little bit of Zacoby McLean. Yeah. I think. Um, who was sneaky good at doing those sorts of things and playing mm-hmm. and coming in from that that backside and making plays? I mean, what oh, what a guy he was! He played a lot bigger than his size. There's oh. some there's some plays where he's lighting up guards, pulling guards, or people that are trying to come run block him and totally, just knock yeah. him to the ground. I think you're gonna have a similar kind of guy in Demario Tolan. And then I look at um, I look at Austin Keys, really big physical guy. I think he's gonna be out there on the field. I'm curious to see what the linebacker like rotation looks like, and then when you were, we were talking about the offensive line, you haven't heard a bunch about them. 
I think that's because your top five are very, very solid. I think you feel really good about your three starting transfers. Avery Jones at center, I think, has been unbelievable. I think uh, Dylan Wade and Gunnar Britton uh, anchoring the outside have been really, really good. Jeremiah Wright, you knew he was going to play. He's got that meanness, that nastiness, that edge you want out of a guard. Uh, the other guard position I think is interesting because you've heard Tate Johnson, Connor Liu, Isaiah Miller, Cam Stutz. That's the one that's up in the air. I'm going to be curious to see what happens there. My, my concern about the offensive line is depth. Because I don't know past that first five, other than Isaiah Miller, Connor Liu, and I guess Tate Johnson. I don't know how many guys that I'm I'm looking at, and I'm like, I feel good if they have to slide in on the offensive line. Which could be something that's addressed in the transfer portal once the spring is over. But that becomes a conversation about... It does. How, how do you really address that? Because when you go to the transfer portal and address stuff like that, you generally are going, and you're saying, hey... You've got a chance to come in and start immediately. With the current setup of the offensive line, that's going to be hard to do. Because you're like, our tackles are set, our center is set, one of our guards is set, we've got a bunch of options trying to figure it out at the other guard. Like, there's a, you'd, be have, you'd be basically selling somebody on, hey, you'd be the sixth, seventh lineman. And that brings up the conversation, too, when you're going into the transfer portal after spring practice, you are more than likely getting somebody that did not make their starting five at their current school. That's not always the case, and it doesn't always mean they're not a good player, but you are more than likely getting somebody who didn't make their starting offensive line at their current program and are looking to become a starter somewhere else. You're absolutely right. Exactly, which is why... I, I am I think that there's a chance that Auburn adds one more lineman in the portal. But I just I sit there and I think about what is that sales pitch like? And I know that that has to be difficult. We need you, depth. I mean, that's the only thing you can say. You as you freeze and this staff is like, look, man, we we mm-hmm. need we need bodies. We need depth. And you either have to get a really young developmental guy that you believe a lot in, that mm-hmm. you think could play a little bit if you if you had to. Or you have to get somebody with a very specific mindset. And I think to this UConn basketball team, uh, they went and got a transfer from the WCC. They call him Joey California because Danny Hurley can't can't pronounce his last name, uh, even though he's been on his team this entire year. He told him in the recruiting process when he got in the portal, he's like, hey, we've got a bunch of really good guards. I can't promise you a starting spot like these other schools can. But... We want you to come play here if you want to come play. And um, Johnny California told him, well, hey, I'm going to come. I'm going to make you play me, which that's a very specific mindset that I don't think is all that prevalent in modern intercollegiate athletics. No, it's not. And that's a very bold and confident mindset. I and love he's been, it. And he's been a key piece of that UConn team. And, yeah. I, and I credit to him. Yeah, he has. But I think that is going to come up with the offensive line and and. That's what you have to remember with this Auburn squad and with the guys that are on the team currently and and who they could go get on the offensive line. Joey Calcaterra. Mm-hmm. Remember when Auburn did Auburn bring in a a Calcaterra at one point? I think, um, I think there was a tight end that committed to Auburn. Yes, it was Grant Calcaterra. He committed to Auburn. I don't think he ever made it to campus though. Unfortunately. Wow. Look at you pulling all the connections. Look at that. But uh, 
I think it's good for Auburn, and I think Auburn fans should be almost excited and relieved that they're not hearing a ton about the offensive line. Because as you mentioned, it seems like the coaching staff seems pretty confident in what they've got on the starters and whether they know exactly who's going to be where, but they feel good about the guys that are there right now. But isn't it refreshing if you're an Auburn fan listening right now that we're not sitting here thinking, man, this offensive line's got to find some guys. They've got to go to the portal and pick up two or three guys to plug in on this offensive line. They have to go find a day one starter in the transfer portal Mm -hmm. because this offensive line has to get better. Isn't it refreshing that we're not having those conversations? Like, it feels nice. Well, that's what happens when you go get nine offensive linemen in a month on the job. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Amazing. And just a little bit of effort and a little bit of understanding of how SEC football is played. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're perfect. Doesn't mean they don't have flaws. And it doesn't mean things won't change. But we had somebody mention that earlier, and it is refreshing to not have to talk about man, the offensive line, you've got to go find somebody. Man, the defensive line just can't get pressure. Man, the corners just can't. They don't know when the football's being thrown their way. Those conversations aren't being had right now, which I think is a good sign. What conversations are being had right now? Who's QB1? Who's going to throw the football? Who's going to catch the football? And those are two pretty big conversations. Personally, I still am not sold that the starting quarterback in 2023 is on this roster. I don't think so. Not sold on it. Not sold on it right now. And we had a couple of people call in today and bring up Grayson McCall, which is a whole extra conversation. I don't think the door shut there. Um, I have not heard a lot on that ever since he withdrew out of the portal. He's got to graduate first, which I know that there may may or may not be a lot of room for error uh, in the classroom for him. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if that resurfaces as a potential option. Different conversations being had right now about Auburn football as spring practice rolls on as A-Day approaches coming up, believe it or not, next Saturday. It's crazy that it's already here. But we have to get to our final break here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. If you want to call in and wrap up the show with us, we'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. needed a tree through the roof. Now I'm going to have to find someone to get the tree off the house and the roof fixed. I hope your insurance covers this. I do too. Do you actually know if you're fully covered? Don't wait until it's too late after something happens to find out that you're underinsured. The Brown Insurance Agency is here to make sure that you understand your policy and that you and your family are protected. Call Lance Brown at the Brown Insurance Agency at 334-758-0088. Lance Brown is located at 3051 Frederick Road in Opelika. Bending, stretching, walking. The simple moves in life are a real challenge with joint pain. When that happens, the Orthopedic Clinic is here to help. The Orthopedic Clinic offers a comprehensive range of restoring services, from total and partial joint replacement to bone health programs, physical therapy, and sports medicine. With offices conveniently located in Auburn and Opelika, the Orthopedic Clinic is close to home and here to help you stay in motion. Visit theorthoclinic.com to schedule your appointment today. ESPN 106.7 is Auburn Opelika's home for live sports. 
What's going on, guys? This is Jacob Goins from On The Line on ESPN 106.7. Here's your weekly live events minute for the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 106.7. Starting on Wednesday, tune in at 6 p.m. as the NBA season hits the home stretch with the struggling Dallas Mavericks visiting the 76ers in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid trying to secure an MVP. On Thursday, it's the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Denver to take on the other MVP candidate, Nikola Jokic, and the Denver Nuggets beginning at 8.30 p.m. This weekend, we'll begin our MLB coverage on ESPN 106.7 with the Chicago White Sox visiting the defending World Series champion Houston Astros at 12.30 p.m. And on Sunday, we will have the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Texas Rangers starting at 5 o'clock for Sunday Night Baseball. All that coming up this weekend weekend on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, here we go. San Diego State, Connecticut, Fort Atlantic, and Miami. What do all these teams have in common? None of you predicted that any of them would be in the position that they are right now. And if by chance you got one of them, I can almost guarantee you did not get all of them. There is no one that could have predicted what is taking place currently in the sports world. That being said, you and I are in that season now. We call the Easter season or the resurrection season. Let me remind each and every one of us that Jesus Christ wasn't just predicted. He was prophesied by the days of old. 48 specific prophecies, his birth, his life, his death, and eventually his resurrection. And every single one of those 48 came true exactly as the Old Testament said they would. You and I can't even get four basketball teams in a Final Four right, and yet God got 48 things in advance by hundreds of years because Jesus Christ is the only Savior of humanity. Y'all have a great day. You are on the line. On ESPN 1067, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up the Wednesday edition of On the Line. It's been a great show. Had a lot of great callers, yeah. some great conversations. Talking, phone lines uh, are back. They are. Phone lines are back and alive and well here in the ESPN 1067 studios. And uh, we have had great phone calls today, and we appreciate you all tuning in and calling in. As well, we'd love to hear uh, from you throughout the rest of the week as we'll be talking more spring practice. We'll be talking Final Four as that'll be on Saturday. And uh, we'll have a national championship game on Monday. And tomorrow, just to give you a quick update on what's going on, I will be here uh, for the first 30 minutes probably. And then it'll be Carter for the second 30 minutes in hour one. Then Christian Clemente will be in for hour number two. Our recruiting guru from Auburn 247 will be in. I hate to miss that conversation but he did say he'll come back soon so i can catch up on on all the action as well yeah, so you can you can listen to the podcast i can i can listen to the <laughs> podcast i will be calling lee scott baseball tomorrow i got a doubleheader, an area game versus making east it was a makeup from yesterday so that's where i'll be so tomorrow to be uh, myself and carter for a little bit and then carter and christian in the second hour so be sure you tune in for that uh, you don't want to miss what's going on in the world of recruiting christian will tell you who all has been on campus who's coming to campus what's been going on around uh, recruiting for Auburn football and all the news and rumors and all that good stuff going on. So that'll be tomorrow. Christian Clemente of Auburn 247 and hour number two. That's from three to four here on ESPN 106.7. But as Carter mentioned, if you missed any of today's show, go and catch up with the podcast at ESPNAU.com. Click on the podcast center. You'll find a commercial free right after the show. But to wrap it up here, uh, just to, to keep on the quarterbacks a little bit because... Mm-hmm. 
That's going to be the conversation all spring, all summer, and, and probably into the fall as well about Auburn football's quarterback situation. And with TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford, and Holden Gurner right now, I just don't feel there is an SEC caliber starter that can win Auburn 10 games on this roster. I just don't think he exists right now on this roster. That's fair. 10 games is a lot, especially when you're coming off a five-way okay. season. But I don't even think... Seven? Yeah, that's the number I put in my head right there. I think seven is the number that I'm at right now. I think... I said 10 because if you go and get somebody who is skilled and in the portal that is an experienced guy, I think Auburn can get to 10 wins. Yes. I mean, if you go get the the dream scenario, like if you go get a Grayson McCall, I think that elevates this team to a 9-win team with a ceiling of a 10-win team. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think you're a seven-win team with a probably a, ce- a ceiling at eight with the current quarterback situation. Um, probably varying degrees on, I guess, your best version of Robbie Ashford. You might be able to push to nine, might, but the problem is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. We've seen so much inconsistency throwing the football. His best um, is a long ways away. Yeah, I think that's probably fair to say. I mean, could he make a lot of progress over the rest of the spring, summer, into fall camp? Sure. Um, but I'm kind of kind of with the, to uh, steal a buddy of mine's uh, quote, um, with this quarterback room, kind of Missouri on it. Show me. Yeah. Show me before I believe it. Um, because, you know, we have not seen good quarterback play at Auburn in a little bit. Yeah, it's been a while, and we've bought in on guys. We've been told that they look really good, and we've even seen them look good in well, practice. And, well, and, and Hughes basically told you the quarterbacks aren't playing well all spring, which he I'm said here they for. Improved it. this past week, he said Holden was a guy that stood out. Can that keep up for Holden Gurner? Robbie's dealing with the shoulder again, mm-hmm. and I think we've said this multiple times, and we'll continue to say it. T.J. Finley is T.J. Finley. He feels, is what he is. It feels like he's always out front, and then the other guys are always picking up ground on him. It was Robbie last year. It's holding this year. It's what it seems like. We'll talk more about it tomorrow and as the spring rolls on, but we are out of time here on the Wednesday edition of On the Line. Come back tomorrow, 2 to 4, right here on ESPN 106.7. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later. Near you, there's something big happening. Seniors from all over Lee and Russell counties are gathering at